0: You're listening to Brigade Radio 1.
1: Welcome to the Antisocial Show.
0: To another episode of Antos Social Show, a show that says we love the supernatural and the macabre. I am
1: Hunter Block, and he's Tyson Sainer. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. I having a little tech, you know, issues beforehand, which you know I could have just ignored, but it's literally just the most recent annoyance that I was dealing with, so it's on my mind a little bit. But I'm okay.
0: <laughs> so now, when you say tech issues, um. Uh, uh, podcast, uh, podcast
1: gremlins again? It's something. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's basically like in order to get the recording that ends up the way it does when it becomes a video, which we, you know, there's videos on my channel, I'm adding more as I go. Uh, there is a series of things that have to fall into place. I have to be able to pick up your sound and my sound and it needs to go into actually two separate places in order to com- be combined later into another, into a, into a, what becomes a show, an, an episode. So I'm recording uh, our video in one method. That only records your sound. And I'm using the microphone on the computer in Audacity to record both of our sound. So what ends up happening is that if it's only the video, then people aren't going to hear me. So it's going to be like, you'll say something and I'll be like,
0: Oh, kind of like you. Uh, so, listener, you can't hear it, but Tyson's actually just moving his mouth, like talking. Right. Um. So, uh, trying to uh uh demonstrate what he's uh
1: talking about. So. Right. Right. So that was a thank you, and that, so that's that's a concern. So that's why I record my sound separately because then technically I'm also recording yours on the same one. So if your you and I both sound good on the audio only track, I can then replace the audio of the video track completely and then just adjust it, you know, for, for whatnot. So like the, this video will record with its own audio track, but again, it'll just be, it would just be your audio and anybody else on the line. So like with Mr. Zimmerman, for example, it was you and Mr. Zimmerman. And then like half of my audio for some reason was blank. Like the whole file was there. But there was a big mm. blank spot. There was nothing. So I just kind of compensated for that by filling in the bits that I remembered that I'd said and then, you know, giving an explanation. So, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. That's all. Um, So that was a good five to six minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, stuff so, happens. This stuff doesn't just magically occur. I'm letting the audience know. It's that you know, if there there are easier, there are probably easier ways to do a podcast. I don't know what they are because I had to develop a way. Based well, on, it works. Yeah.
0: It does. It it
1: does. And that's that's what's important.
0: Yes. So, uh, dear listener, uh, now that you've heard the technical aspects of uh, what goes on behind the scenes, um, I don't think the neighbors really hear Tyson cursing too much during the editing process. Um,
1: (laughs) No, no, I got it pretty well isolated here or not isolated, but insulated, I guess. Hear that (laughs) damn fan spin up all the time, though, and that throws off the recording. That's the Uh, that's the only like real downside to using Audacity on another computer is that that computer has to do that because it's running an actual hard drive. It's like a desk. It's a desktop. You know, we're we're recording on a laptop. It's a really convoluted. Like you know, it's more high tech than than the end result would have you believe. As my the way I look at it. Like there are, you that know, makes sense. Yeah. Like there are people that do podcasts like pretty much live or they do it, you know, for YouTube or whatnot. Like, uh, this, the setup over at your mom's house is really good. They got a table. It might have changed since I was watching it, but they had a table. They had a big screen that he could put, he could use like as a second screen for his, uh, his laptop and slide pictures onto it or videos onto it. So you could look up at the big screen as they're sitting on the table. They had multiple angles. So he was probably somebody was probably running an a Elgato stream deck of some sort or something. Maybe he was, I, I saw Tom manipulating a lot of stuff, Tom Segura manipulating a lot of stuff on, on his end. And then they have a secondary producer. But it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a great looking, great sounding show. It, and it's, and they have help is my point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they also do a lot of the tough stuff them, them, themselves to some degree, you know. They're also dealing with having two kids. So, you know. Anyway. Um, hmm. so
0: uh uh ladies and gentlemen so um i've been uh teasing tyson a little bit on the uh content that i've been putting together for the past two weeks and so to give you a little bit of a an insight uh real time it is very much uh august 16th uh 2021 mm-hmm. uh as you know that uh august summer is uh coming to a end in a big bad way and i, I know for a lot of people out there they uh you know, they uh, they love summertime. You know, they get excited. They get sad when it goes. But for us, the Halloween season starts September 1st and runs until November 2nd. And I got to thinking about the Halloween episode because if you really think about it, um, 2020 sucked False. Mm-hmm. And um, even though we did an, an awesome Halloween episode last year um, – uh, thank you again, Laura – Technically, we had two guests on because we had Laura on, Tyson's wife, and of course, uh, Tyson's kid. But Tyson's kid was sleeping during the ordeal, so um, mm-hmm. that was his first time on podcast, even though he was sleeping through the whole ordeal. But the episode was great. So, but I got to thinking this year, what could we do, uh, you know, uh, special? You know, we, we need to do something special because uh, 2020 sucks so bad. So I got to thinking about. Finding a haunted location, and I don't mean like a haunted hayride or anything like that. I'm talking about an actual haunted location. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Tyson will be uh, in the studio on his half. I will be at said location doing – and we'll be doing an episode. So that was my thought process. And also, too, while I was thinking about that, didn't we do an episode where we were talking about Action Park? We did. Yes. Now I have no way of knowing if that's an abandoned place or not, or if it reopened or you know whatever it was. But you know, right around the time I had this idea, I was thinking about Action Park, and I'm like, it would be cool to explore something abandoned, but nothing that you know would result in uh, uh, my death or me getting arrested. Of course, sure, uh, we're gonna do a- we're gonna do everything uh, in a safe uh, manner. We're gonna get uh, permission to be there uh, wherever said place is. Uh-huh. And uh, then I got to thinking about another idea. Um, since we don't know uh, when this episode will take place, uh, I'm inviting a listener to uh, join us on said episode. All you got to do is Skype in. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your uh, your house. So uh, that would be really cool because we want to hear from you guys. I mean, we've been doing this for five years now, and, uh, you know, I think it's time, uh, you know, you guys start to become verbal. Not unless, you know... You guys listen to the show because it is called Anti-Social Show, and and you're all anti-social, so maybe that's why you don't reach out to us. But we're not taking offense to this, Um, Columbus. uh, So, um, yeah, that was my whole uh, thought process for the Halloween uh, episode this year.
1: Mm-hmm. so whoever's in columbus hasn't i don't think they've listened to or heard the most recent episode yet or haven't heard the shout out but i, I not I yet i don't know if it's one person listening to lots of episodes or multiple people listening to lots of episodes hmm. so it's, it's hard to say yeah
0: now that would be cool like you know how like they have like uh you know how like they have like um like a book like a like a book club and everyone goes to someone's house and they have like their little glasses of wine and they they talk about the book that would be cool if it was like that for for us in Columbus. Like people get together at someone's house and you know have a couple of glasses of wine and listen to the episode and discuss.
1: That would be surreal. That would be.
0: I mean, I I would hope that they're in you know they're they're sane people. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking speaking of wine, are you drinking tonight? I am. Um, oh, only because I plan on. Uh, I plan on uh, going uh, for a couple of weeks without uh, having the, uh, the once a week uh, drink. Um, kind of like I'm giving up smoking, too, actually. So I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm quitting. So it's, I'm, I'm actually trying to get uh, back in uh, better
1: health. That's good. That's good. The thing about quitting cigarettes is you just have to keep quitting. Yep. Without starting again in between. You just continue to quit. That's how it works. Very true. Yeah. And then, by the way, after it gets out of your system, you just replace it with other things and other things to put your attention on. And whatever, whatever smoking cigarettes was to you, you in general as well, people out there, uh, whatever that gap that it filled, you replace it with other things. Some people replace it with other addictions. Some people replace it with, with hobbies. Um. But when, once the nicotine, once you're no longer reliant on the nicotine, it's just so much easier to ignore it. I still have cravings, but then I smell cigarette smoke being smoked by somebody else and it just smells disgusting to me. Mm. So that helps. That helps. I think the last time I quit, I became addicted to Burger King. Hmm. Mm hmm. It can become food. Definitely can become food for some people. Um, are you going to be attempting to, um, use any kind of, Pharmaceutical help, like, say, Wellbutrin or something, or are you just going to go cold turkey as best as possible?
0: My doctor gave me, I forget what it's called now, because it's underneath the bathroom sink. My doctor gave me medication for it, but uh, I think I'm just going to go
1: uh, cold turkey. All right, well, all right, yeah, you know, cool. Do what you need to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth it to quit. quit oh, no, sm- I think so. I quit smoking when I was just a little bit, around 40. I was, okay. Yeah. You know, was somewhere between thirty nine and forty one, definitely. So it had been- and
0: I didn't even know. I didn't even know you smoked.
1: Well, I definitely quit smoking before we did the uh, before we started the podcast because I quit in uh, twenty fourteen. So August twenty fourteen. So- now you weren't like a chain smoker or nothing like that, were you? So if a chain smoker is taking a, one cigarette and lighting your next cigarette with that cigarette before putting out the old cigarette and continue on to the next cigarette, then no, if, uh, if it's having a cigarette, not long after the first one or the, you know, not long after the last one, I should say, or the most recent one, if that's chain smoking, then sure. Cause, uh, yeah, uh, you know what it would ended up happening toward the end though, is I was smoking American spirits, right? Uh, which was, that was my, mm. my favorite brand. And, um, what I would do is I would need to get up and have a cigarette a lot, but instead of going outside and smoking an entire cigarette, I'd break one cigarette up into, like, four cigarette breaks. So I'd just get those few puffs, like, okay, this is what I need, and then it was easy to kind of put it out gently and get, like, a you know, blow out the smoke out at the end, and then when you refried it or smoked it again, it didn't taste terrible. So, mm. least, you know, or at least it, it, it didn't... Now, the thing about tasting terrible, that's a weird delineation to make because for people who really like need to smoke um Ugh. it doesn't matter how it tastes you know but like i would you know i i would re- re-roll cigarette butts into you know filterless cigarettes i was you know mm. so I wasn't like smoking a lot but i was definitely keeping my habit going kind of in a desperate sort of clawing way you know I wouldn't go around to ashtrays and like collect people's cigarettes and then you know <laughs> unroll them and put them into a bag. I know this is very specific, but no, like you know, that kind of thing. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that is very specific.
1: That's by the way. There, but I do that with our with our own cigarettes. You know, so so like you know wouldn't go looking for a, you know because that's it's pretty desperate. But yeah, so mundungis, I believe is what that's called is recycled tobacco. Ooh, yeah, mundungus. Mundungus. Yeah, I believe it's mundungis. That's a new word. Yeah, that's that's a new word. Well, it's also the name of a character in a Harry Potter uh, story. Mundungus Fletcher, I believe, was is his name, is Ooh. the character's name. But that's what Mundungus is, and it, oddly enough. But a Fletcher, I believe, is a person who makes arrows. So, Not an arrowsmith, although I guess an arrowsmith would also make arrows. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh,
0: that was like our 10-second little rant uh-huh. about cigarettes. but um, Cigarettes so and yes. language. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the, the anti-social club in Columbus, um, you know, you guys meet like and I'm just making this I'm making this stuff up, um, I think. Um, But, you know, you guys get together, you listen to the episode, you know, whatever episode happens to be aired and, you know, you have your little wine, you're talking about it and stuff like that. Uh I'm personally inviting the club onto the show for the Halloween episode so that you guys can be a part of the uh, the magical experience. Um, Like I said. Uh Tyson will very much be in the studio recording. I will have my uh my smartphone, my iPhone, uh doing Skype that way and we'll be doing um I was thinking about getting one of those um I have like one of those uh flashlights that you uh has like a headband attached to it, almost like a, you look like a miner. And I'm gonna put that on my head and uh that's what I'm gonna have for when we're doing this because I'm pretty sure this is going to be at night, of course. So I want to be able to see and, you know, we'll just take a walk through and uh, discuss what's happening. And uh, now I'm, I'm going to tell you this now, uh, guys, I, I, I can't promise that or guarantee that we'll see a ghost or hear anything, but we're going to try.
1: So... Did you already uh, did you already see what the location was or are you saving that, that information?
0: Oh, no, 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 I haven't picked a location yet. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, I don't think I'm going to save it for a surprise. I think once I find the location, I'm going to... Uh, uh i'm going to post it on the uh on our social media pages and uh well, like i said i'm i'm you know i'm inviting you guys to uh join us uh during that whole experience and hopefully you know i don't uh you know uh, get possessed by ghosts or demons or anything like that so uh-huh. uh now i also don't run so if you see me run then there's something following me and that's when i say okay that's all we have time for anti social show i'm hunter block and he's tyson Sainter. Right as I'm running and I'll be like, peace. So I mean, yeah. Pay days until
1: each other.
0: Pretty much. I, I, I mean, I got the uh, idea also too. Okay. Um, I have what's called the Weird New Jersey Magazine, which I uh, which I read and and uh, it's it's basically a magazine where people send in weird, interesting stories about places and things and uh, people. Hmm. And the thing about Jersey is the. Jersey is a is a wonderful, weird place. We have a little bit of everything. But I feel like every time I turn around, there's uh, developers that are, you know, knocking buildings down or tearing away old houses or clearing away trees and just making nonsensical shit that doesn't need to be there, like a strip mall or a gated community or something like that. So, you know, before a lot of these weird, interesting places go away, I figured, you know. Why not? Now I'm not saying like that's a thing that's going to happen like relatively soon. Like all these weird places are going to go away, but eventually they will be. Uh, they will go away to the wayside, and it'd be nice to explore them. So, true. Yeah, in I fact, guess so. I was just hmm. uh, talking to Ethan earlier about that, about uh, you know ghost hunts and you know things that go bump in the night. Ethan Duttenmeyer? Uh yeah, I talked to him about three hours ago, four hours ago, something like that. Nifty. So, huh? Nifty. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's definitely uh it would be an interesting thing to uh to do, and plus we need to bring back Halloween in a big bad way, and uh, what better way to do that than uh you know st- to see if I can't meet Casper,
1: the friendly ghost. Hopefully he's friendly anyway. A ghost hunt. Yeah, you know it's funny the ghost hunt or watching a ghost hunt on television became the replacement Halloween uh activity for Laura and I, for a long time there. We used to watch Ghost Hunters on sci-fi. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, she likes Ghost Adventurers, I think it's called, with Zach Bagans and whoever else is still on the show. But, um, they're very different in tone, certainly. Um, uh, different type now, of show. Now, do they
0: try to, do they try to, uh, debunk uh, so when they go to the locations and they start doing the, the ghost hunts, so they try to debunk it first. Which they?
1: Ghost hunters or ghost the adventurers? Ghost, ghost adventurers. Ghost adventurers, um, I don't think that debunking is really their thing, or at least it wasn't when I, when, when the, like the early seasons at all. I don't know what it's become. I don't know if it's still on. We, we watched like, I think the first three or four seasons of it. Um, like, but, No, they're they're more, like, especially Zach is pretty much a a true believer, you know. Occasionally, when he'll throw in little bits of information, like, you know, we saw an orb. Now, of course, orbs are not, you know, indicative of actual hauntings, but they are some kind of unexplained phenomena, or something like that. He'll, like, so to where he doesn't seem like too much of a guy who believes. But he definitely believes, you know. He already believes that there are ghosts. So, like, if you do, I believe that one becomes more... Susceptible to perceiving a ghost, whether it's there or not, they're more likely to see gotcha. something that seems ghost-like and attribute it to paranormal activity when it's something unexplained, and that's fine, you know. And then the ghost hunters, on the other hand, you know, they they each had their own. Like the two main guys who were on the show at the beginning, Grant and Jason, they're not both on the show anymore. At least they weren't for a while. I don't know if it, one of the other guys come back or not. But it, again, it's been a while since I've seen these shows. But they started. They've each had some kind of a experience in the past that made them more interested in the paranormal and definitely believe there was something going on. But they're also, this is part of the thing, is that they're both, they're were they plumbers for Roto-Rooters. So, yes, sometimes, uh, you know, knocking in the walls can be attributed to pipes and whatnot. So, they learned that there's a lot of things that people think are hauntings. And, and they're really not. And they're not. You know, they learned about how electromagnetic frequencies, or I think it is, uh, can like, or high electric frequencies can give people like feelings of unease, a feeling you're being watched. They, some people can even have low level hallucinations. And then, so people can be affected by outside forces and think they're experiencing something paranormal when it's literally just things affecting their perception that are not paranormal. Mm. They are scientific. I don't know. They are. They are something else. They're not ghosts. It's the point is, it's not ghosts. So, But then, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on that show. You know, they they had, you know, many hauntings where, or well, not hauntings. They had many investigations that, you know, yielded interesting results, but nothing to, like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But then they would have ones that would stand out and be like, I don't know what that is, but it's interesting. Like, they did the Stanley Hotel, I believe, in, I think it's Colorado. The thing that the Overlook Hotel and the Shining is based on. Yes. They did that one. They did, uh, the St. Augustine, I think it's Florida lighthouse. And that one, there was a couple of, you know, uh, things that happened in that lighthouse that were bizarre and, uh, ended up on the edit as being like strange. Uh, so that was cool, but like, you know, it's, I never saw, seen anything on any of these shows that made me go, oh, ghosts absolutely exist. Like, I kind of do believe that there are ghosts, but I've never seen anything on television show that went, oh yeah, that was definitely 100% not explainable as anything other than a ghost. And that I've never. No, this is very true. And that's just me though. I mean, you know, if I experience something that I can't explain and it seems like a, you know, a haunting, then that'd be great. I mean, I'd love for there to be, you know, absolute proof of life beyond death.
0: Now, I don't mind going to a haunted place, but I would never go to a place that's possessed by demons. So that's gonna be off the table right now. Sorry guys. Um <laughs> Let's watch pre- the movie Demons and you'll understand why. Oh.
1: Uh, is it that, that uh, the Italian one?
0: Uh no, this oh no no no. So this is a uh it's an eighties movie. It's a um essentially it's a I don't want to say it's a low budget because their special effects are actually pretty uh off the chart. Hmm. But essentially, it's about a bunch of uh, teenagers who basically break into a mansion that was once a funeral parlor to party on Halloween night. And one by one, they're being possessed by the demon. Of course. uh, That resides there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to to any place that has demons or nothing like that because, like I said, I want to live. But, Hmm. uh, (laughs) but, yeah, uh, ghosts, I don't mind dealing with ghosts. I mean... um, Oh, and and for the record, everybody, I'm not going to be like one of those people that you know want to uh, you know try to get. Well, we don't really deal with ratings or nothing like that doing a doing a soundcast, but hmm. I'm not going to be one of those people that go there prior, set up you know pranks or special effects or anything like that to uh, get a rise from anybody. Certainly not. Everything's going to be totally legit. So, like I said, that's why I guarantee. That's why I said I can't guarantee that we will see anything. Um, or hear anything, but it'll be one hellacious uh, show. That's all I know. Sounds like it.
1: So uh, uh, what is it that you're, you're drinking tonight, Heather, Hunter?
0: Oh, same stuff I'm always drinking. It's uh, called Carnivore, except this is a different label this time. This is a
1: gold label. Carnivore gold label. All right. I'm actually going to go get a beverage oh. and join you in a drink. So I'll be right back. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So you can either uh, – go ahead.
0: Yeah, and I'll just grab myself a smoke while you do that. Okay. And uh, we'll take an intermission, and we will be right back, you sexy people, you. Mm. So, uh, what what are we uh, drinking, Tyson?
1: Well, uh, tonight I've got some Old Grove Gin and Tonic from Cutwater Spirits. It's nice. Gin and Tonic in a can. Ooh. Yeah, they also, this same brand also has... Um, I think they have rum and cokes and then they have um Moscow mules and some other stuff, but like I like a gin and tonic and I haven't had one in a while, so it says old grove gin with natural cucumber and grapefruit flavors, quinine and carbonation. Oh, so yeah. Normally I like a gin and tonic with a bit of lime. mm But I'll take what was it? Cucumber and grapefruit. I like citrus. <laughs> There you uh, go. All right, so let's hopefully this won't just spray out all over because that would be a sh- make it that would be terrible. <laughs> ah. <laughs> salute. You trying to you trying to see if the sand will pick up on the on the on the fizz? Oh, it's definitely picking up. It's just it's not picking up there, but it's picking up on this. Okay, oh, I can <laughs> smell the cucumber. Right, salute, chin chin. And uh, how is it? It's better than I expected. It's pretty good. I actually like drinking tonic water by itself. And, um, depending. But it usually tastes kind of like high fructose It's hard to find, um, uh, it's hard to find maybe it's not hard to find, but I find it hard to find tonic water that's sweetened with sugar. So... Mm.
0: I dare to say I've never, uh, never had a gin and tonic before.
1: Well, do you, how do you feel about gin?
0: Um, I've had gin. It's, it, to me, um, I can have it on
1: the occasion. Um, some people feel it's kind of medicinal.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, to me, it's, it's like a, it's a, a sophisticated drink to me. It's like, kind of like, uh, you know, like when you're going to, um, have like a, like a, uh, after dinner drink, like a, uh, do, do, do,
1: do, do.
0: Oh yeah. What am I drawing out? Like, uh, like, um, not cognac.
1: The, oh, okay. I was going to say like a, and then I can't remember cause there's the one that's before an aperitif I believe is what's before a meal. Mm. So like people tend to drink like bitter things is my understanding. So like a Frenette Branca, which I've never had, or Campari, which I have had. I got some Campari recently. I also found I found a good mixer for um, Southern Comfort, which I had never really had much of. You ever had Southern Comfort? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, never again. Right. Um, me well, and Soco, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: we had a bad night together one night going back when I was twenty-two. No, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, no, twenty-two. And uh, it was me, my brother, and our cousin, and uh, we uh, had sort of like a guy's night at the house, and uh, we were drinking uh, SoCo and Steel Reserve, and uh, never again. Steel, um, Steel
1: Reserve, that's a beer, right? Yes. So we were you mixing um, them together, or are you just going like a beer and a shot, and the shot was um, SoCo? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because it was fruity bourbon. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Never Never again. Um I was worshipping the uh, porcelain, porcelain throne, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was dark when I went into the bathroom. It was light when I came out, and I passed out on the floor, and that's all I remember, and I was hung over for like four days. Wow. Um, yeah, never again.
1: We rarely talk about excess or drinking to excess on a show, I, um, but separately from that, I will say I never really had much experience with SoCo by itself. And then I had it recently and to me, I know it's supposed to be fruit flavored bourbon, but it tastes kind of more like, like specifically like bubblegum kind of ish. Like that, that sweetness reminds me more of bubblegum than any particular fruit. So at any rate, I found a good mixer for it where it doesn't taste like the SoCo and then the other thing kind of adds to it. Now, are you familiar with the San Pellegrino's? Oh yes, but absolutely. Like in the can, they have the different flute flavor. Fruit, they have flute flavors. They have fruit flavors. Oh, Tyson's flagged everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, well, they have like uh, orange ones, but they're like Italian names, so it's like Aranciata yeah. or something. But you know, it's orange or blood orange or whatever, you know. And then, no. so, so they, well, hold on, they got one that's called. No, no, okay, to ask a question. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, they have one that's lemon and mint flavor, so it's like mm. le- lemonade with mint, all right? So, if you've ever had bourbon with with sour or lemon, you know that's probably pretty good. And if you've ever had bourbon with mint, you know that's also pretty good because it's like a mint julep. So, if you put the lemon mint in with the Southern Comfort, and then makes it, it taste kind of like iced tea, and it's pretty good. It's surprisingly good
0: that way. You no, know, what I was gonna say was, uh, I know I normally tend to uh, have a few glasses of uh, wine when I'm doing the show because it's a relaxing time and everything like that. Kind of like my book. Mm -hmm. My my book, uh, Club Time. Uh, But I will not be doing that, obviously, when I'm on location hunting for the ghosts, because that wouldn't be good. Um, Particularly since I'll probably be by myself, and I'll be like, You listen here, ghosts. You're going to talk. Why don't you want to talk to me? I'm sorry. Um, no.
1: (laughs) Nothing like that. So you won't Um, be indulging in spirits while looking for other spirits. Correct,
0: correct, correct. Um... <laughs> yeah, that would that would be uh that would be bad.
1: So speaking of ghosts uh, from like, the past, sorry, go ahead.
0: I'd be like No, go ahead, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Oh, alright. No, I was gonna enjoy your improv, I suppose. But um but speaking of ghosts from the past, uh we just I just finally released I've been able to work on things lately and get things out. But I finally I, I released episode seventy six, the video version on on YouTube. And episode yes. seventy six is Lint Collection.
0: Oh my god, that was friggin' hysterical that night. Um uh and apparently Superfan Dana Lucas loves that episode too because, you know, you, uh I was calling you the neighborhood lint dealer. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that that was just a riot because of out of all the things I never expected like that. I've never heard of that before, where someone takes like lint and, and does its cool things with it. So that to me that was uh it was both funny and awesome at the same time, so it's you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and you get like this big old lint roll like log or whatever it is coming out, and it's just like yeah, mm-hmm. that that was friggin hysterical. I watched the video yesterday, um, oh, good. and yeah, laughing my ass off.
1: Well, that's good. I I'm glad it was amusing. It was uh, it's just it was it was uh. St- I think we refer to it in the future. So it's definitely going to be, you know, in the video versions of our episodes that are to come, I believe it comes up because it's not like it would come up, have come up before that. And true. And, you know, we've got, so it's 76. Uh, that means there's about 20, (laughs) about 20 that haven't been published yet. Basically. Um, so i'm working on those i'm also i've also been putting out uh, i think i don't know if we mentioned this probably not on the last episode because i was with ethan and uh, we haven't done one you and just you and me in a while but um oh this is true yeah i mean we did do that in explaining minecraft video yes 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 that was fun
0: um that was fun actually uh and it got me interested in minecraft but yeah it just dawned on me uh we haven't done an episode without a guest in a long time, so this is the first time where it's just uh, you and I, mm-hmm, and the uh, and the and the audience. Now, again, we, uh, if you join us, whoever it is that's joining us for this, hopefully you're out there somewhere. Uh, just please don't be crazy like Annie Wilkes crazy, where you know uh, you're our number one fan and and you want to tie us to the bed and all that good fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know how to re- yeah, yeah, you know how to reach us obviously, so uh if you want to make that a thing, just let us know because it would be fun to have a uh finally a listener on the show and of course you know um um be uh uh interactive as you possibly can, or if you want to listen, you can just watch and listen whatever it is but uh- mm-hmm. uh yeah I think that would be uh that would be fun so uh and and of course, you know there's no pressure you know you don't have to be nervous about doing this there is nothing live about this. Um, as I mentioned quite a bit not yet. over the past, over the years, um, not yet, but I will, it's obviously not live. So it's, uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, stuttering or if you screw up a word or you know, whatever it is, we can always, you know,
1: uh, redo it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, no, no, uh, no pressure, no pressure to be funny or to perform. It's just a hang out, you know, so that's what it is. Pretty much. But, uh, Pretty you know, much. feel free to, you know, be as delightful as you'd like to be, you know, but it's, you also, there's no, there's no obligation to, to feel like you have to be on, as it were, whoever you now, might be.
0: Me, I always, I always put pressure on myself to, uh, do the best I possibly can each and every episode. Oh
1: yeah, me but that's too. That's just me. But you know, I do as well. But I mean, like for guests, you know, it's like a lot of the, oh, the yeah. a lot of the people that we've have on, have had, have had on, um, are performers in their own way. Yes, whether they're podcasters absolutely. or whether they're personalities, you know, they're uh, they, they are kind of used to having a, you know, performing as part of their job, you know, as part of their persona. Absolutely. So what I'm saying is people so, don't need to feel pressured to do that in order to be a guest. Not you at know? all. No, I mean, if anything, just be yourself, you know. And if it being yourself yes. is in performance mode, enjoy doing that as well. We just, we want you to be comfortable.
0: Uh, please just don't do a lot of drugs before you come on the show because we want you to make sense.
1: <laughs> that's important is for you to make sense. Yeah, I guess. I'm not ruling out the person doing that. I don't want to scare anybody off. I mean, you know, a train wreck can be can be uh it's a good strain. No, a train wreck can right. be fine, you know, it can be a thing. I prefer nah, green crack to train wreck, but that's me.
0: The, the the one guy the one person that's probably listening would be like, damn, you said I couldn't do my coke before it came on. And I ain't gonna come on that guy's show now.
1: Yeah, if it's um Oh, I can't remember the person's name. But Edgar Smith or the third, or whatever the hell it was that Andy Kindler was saying there was a i I wrote it in our in our show description as one of the tags as this made up name that he said uh that he, you know and that was I don't know, but never mind, never mind
0: Andy Kindler uh for those by the time you listen to this episode, uh you should have already heard the Andy episode and of course the Ethan Dentonmeyer Meyer episode, and mm-hmm. I can say that having. Uh, Andy Kindler on the show was was uh, Awesome um, mm-hmm. e- Easy to uh, Talk to he, he just sounds uh, You know full of stories funny as hell mm-hmm. um, Very nice I enjoyed yeah very nice I enjoyed uh, Every second of it Yeah he was very He
1: was very he's this sort of playfulness About you know his, his sense of humor Which I appreciate because he does a lot Of self-deprecating stuff so It's like it's it's it, and sort of like I don't want to say anti comedy but there's this element of like part of his it's not really his act or his routine but I guess part of the persona that he puts out on stage is is uh, a person who's failing what they're doing you know or or, they, that, or he does joke dro- joke dro- he does joke deconstruction you know kind of stuff too like, I
0: think that was kind of my attitude in the beginning when we first started uh doing the show it was um you know you, you don't need to make fun of me because I can already tell you that our two gas our two audio uh listeners are just like two crackheads in a crack den. Mm. So that's that's me making fun of myself. So um that that that's always been like a part of my uh character that's that I I mean I don't want to say like everything you hear about me on the show is 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 some character that I made up. Mm-hmm. Um parts of it. I definitely uh do uh basically do t- uh turn it up a notch or two uh when I'm doing this hmm. um, but essentially what it developed over the years was I developed a uh a switch in my head and I can turn that switch on and off at will so I mean I can I can enter I could be entertaining while on the show I could be entertaining while off the show now where I wouldn't wasn't able to do that before and and as I always said to my, you know as I always said uh, whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been with us for the whole time, Pardon me. I'm not funny. I just, I just tell funny musings, so to speak. And I think that's – I, I obviously embellish a little bit mm-hmm. by throwing some little you know, dash here, dash there, and a dash up there. And, of course, you know that's, that's what makes it funny. But, you know.
1: I mean, I, I think you're the entertaining one on the show. So that's uh, – you know.
0: Oh, you are definitely entertaining yourself um i've always said that i mean you've had me uh there's been times when you've had me where i couldn't breathe um especially uh invisible thumbs that episode uh where you just you, you just had me dying um or that episode we had where uh we were talking to marty you and you were you're were doing something about you're you describing something and to me it it looked like spider-man
1: yeah it was spider-man and, Man 2 it was spider-man 2 yes, the video game
0: that's what it was and i and, and i was dying it was it was hilarious
1: well, oh, yeah, I thank you. I'm glad I can make you laugh. Um,
0: now, I don't, I don't know if I'm uh, entertaining or funny, you know, all the time, but I try at least, you know, to be that 90 percent of the time.
1: I'd say you succeed. Um, I gotta check on something real quick here. Oh, go ahead. I mean, I'm just gonna be just gonna be right here, but I want to see like, um, see if, if if I can get an answer real quick. Okay. Hey, Google. Uh how many fluid ounces of liquid are in a standard well drink According to Ask
0: Numbers 1 liter is equal to 33.8140226 fluid ounces
1: I asked the question too slowly Hey Google How many ounces of liquid are in a standard well drink According to Very Well Mind ounces in one standard drink Beer and wine coolers. Beer and wine coolers are typically five percent alcohol, and a standard drink is twelve fluid ounces. Cider. Cider is about six percent alcohol, Mm-mm. and a standard drink is about ten fluid ounces. No. Okay. How? Okay. Hey Google. How many ounces of liquid are in a well drink? According to Ben Wise, a standard liquor pour at most bars across the U.S. is one point five ounces. Oh. Most. There are some notable exceptions. Some larger corporate establishments pour 1.25 ounces, while some higher end establishments with complex signature cocktails will pour two ounces. Interesting. Okay, so basically, your standard gin and tonic is going, to, is going to be two ounces of liquor to, you know, two to three ounces of soda, I guess. Maybe it's two ounces. Maybe it's supposed to be two ounces of each. So that's about four ounces of liquid, right? Right. And your standard well drink goes for, well, it used to be like three to four dollars, and now I'm guessing it's going to be six to eight dollars for a well drink. Yeah. So this is a 12 ounce can. It's a gin and tonic, and this is, this was, I'm going to say it's between five and six dollars. Right. So it's about four. It it it's the quarter. It's about a quarter of the cost that you would get uh, for a well drink, or it's the same price as a well drink, but it's four times more alcohol or more t- four times more drink. So, I'm I I you know not a sponsor, but I'm a fan of the format.
0: Well, you're not you're not obviously feeling it, so I mean you're good.
1: What are you saying? I'm not I don't I'm not obviously becoming intoxicated. Correct. That's uh yeah that's an old trick. Um. I, well, I'm not, as far as I know, I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel intoxicated at the moment, but I'm, uh, you know, but I'm I'm enjoying the taste of the drink.
0: My old trick, if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to drink, which I'm not a big drinker, mm-hmm. but if it was going to be one of those situations where I was drinking, um, number one, I would eat something extremely heavy and greasy and a lot of it before drink time. Number two. Hmm. I would paste myself and drink water in between.
1: It's a good idea if you're drinking mm-hmm. hard alcohol. So you're saying, how do you feel which about which I st- never? Hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: No, which I never really, I, I never was really into hard alcohol to begin with. So it's you know,
1: I went through a definite hard alcohol period where. um I I I I like to drink. I used to like to really really used to like to drink. Uh my really? drink, my drink of choice was I would say a rusty nail and okay. but neat. So like no ice, just like just the scotch and drambuie mixed together in a in a glass because to me it tasted like it t- to me it tasted like cinnamon was kind of a dominant flavor in it, you know. I don't think drambuie has cinnamon in it, but the combination of the two things made me Made it taste kind of cinnamony. And also, I'm, I'm not sure I really like the taste of scotch by itself. You yeah, know, no. Always, not at all. Like, uh, many uh, many scotches I've tasted remind me of the... I don't want to say they taste like formaldehyde, but they taste like the smell of formaldehyde makes me think of, or whatever. How, however that works out.
0: Now, we've never actually had a drunk Tyson on the show before. Uh, hmm. Now... Would you say that Drunk Tyson is a funny, ti- uh, is 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 like a good time, like you know, let's dance and just be stupid, or is like uh, Drunk Tyson an uh, asshole?
1: Drunk Tyson can get loose, yeah. Drunk Tyson likes um, karaoke, or likes nice. ca- likes nice. karaoke, certainly. So Drunk Tyson is more apt to sing out of comfort rather than nervousness gotcha sober tyson will sing softly to himself when he's nervous but drunk tyson will sing loud and and uh freely if you know there's music and we will try to get other people to sing with him born
0: to be wild to be
1: wild down 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 to do
0: uh, if we ever if we ever make it to the uh west coast again uh you and i are, and bring the wives too, but mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to go to uh to a karaoke bar, grab a few drinks and uh sing some karaoke yeah we'll have to find one and
1: also you know yep. covid so we've got to be careful no that's very true that's very true, but you know there is also there's you know there's karaoke on youtube. So, like, yes, there you, is. we can literally just spin up a karaoke uh, song, find a version of it, and then just sing at your television while it's playing. So, that's kind of cool. You know, that is that, well,
0: is, that is, that is. <laughs> and, you know,
1: alcohol at home, you know? Yep, 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 yep. Um, hm. So, yeah, as long as we're talking about alcohol, did I tell you that I'd recently acquired a bottle of Campari? No. Are you familiar with Campari? Uh, vaguely. So uh, what what do you know of it? So I can fill in the gaps. Hmm.
0: I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh. Mm.
1: No, you're just gonna have to tell me. Okay. What color is it for starters? Have you ever seen <sighs> a bottle of Campari? <laughs> I did a long time ago. Okay, that's. Um, it's red. It's very red. Yes. It's like a dark, a dark red.
0: It's almost like a like a almost like a. I don't want to say a bourbon color, but no,
1: um, oh, no, it's definitely more red than brown.
0: Of, I was thinking of a dark color, actually.
1: Hmm. It is pretty dark. Yeah, it's, it's dark in the bottle. It's a. Uh, it's it's a. Um. Okay, hold on. The. Uh, it's a bit of a slowdown happening on the computer here. Let me check this. yeah all right, so yeah, it's so it's um it's red, it's an aperitif, I guess, and it's really bitter okay. it's it tastes like orange, oh boy, this is really slowed down. I was gonna say it didn't have a sweet taste it it does, but it's not apparent. I realize that you kind of have to drink it under ideal circumstances like. It's, unless you have a real taste for it, it's not a good idea to drink it at room temperature by itself.
0: Now, when you say ideal circumstances, is that when you're sitting by yourself in a dark room listening to Diana
1: Ross, perhaps? I just mean like, you know, it's like there are better ways to have alcohol. Like, people people like it in soda, is what I'm saying, like mixers, you know, like just soda. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, people like it in a drink called a Negroni. Where it's basically okay. it's gin, it's sweet vermouth and Campari, and so like it does have sweetness, but it's not apparent maybe necessarily first time unless you kind of like kind of hold a small amount in your mouth and kind of run it over your, the various parts of your tongue and whatnot. There is sweetness in it, but there's a lot of bitterness. So, hmm. so, so it's um, yeah. So I'm also discovering the the effect that soda has on alcohols like what it does mm. to like it like it, it gives alcohols with strong uh certain types of strong flavor profiles a completely different character because for some reason carbon cold carbonated water um makes it easier to drink Things that have harsher flavors, harsher or more pronounced flavors. I did not know this. So, like, I had my first Campari and soda not that long ago, and I was like, wow, this completely changes the, you know, changes it. And I didn't, you know, I never really had it. I wasn't sure I liked it. I got the idea to try it from that movie, um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zisu, the West okay. Anderson movie, because there everybody's drinking, well, not everybody, but a lot of, maybe everybody is drink, are drinking Campari in there, and it looks like, It looks like cranberry juice. It's so red, you know? There's a scene where Bill Murray is just drinking it out of a plastic cup and he's like, he's just like pours it in and he's like standing on a beach or something or on a cliff or I don't know. And he's just like thinking or whatever. And he's just drinking it. He's drinking it like it tastes good is my point. And I was talking to my brother about this and he's like, and he's like, maybe it's a joke. I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like it might be a joke. It might be there's people who know what Campari tastes like and thinking nobody would drink Campari like that. But it's a big joke on people right. who are like, "Oh, I'd like to try kumari because it's a pretty challenging flavor profile if we're used to just tasting things that kind of taste good." Now it's definitely an acquired taste. Go ahead.
0: Is it the same type of acquired taste for, let's say, warm sake? Perhaps.
1: Oh, I don't know. Warm, warm sake is nice, like or especially it is hot, nice like hot sake. You know, it's like yes, <sighs> yes. I love hot sake. Um, it's like alcoholic tea.
0: For me, my first experience with sake, um, first of all, it smelled like it tasted like it, to me. It tasted like boiled water, like I just started drinking, like you know, I took the boiled water out of the pot and started drinking it. Okay, but it also smelled like rubbing alcohol to me. Sake did, but hmm. yeah, but not anymore because I love I love traditional hot sake. So once I got past all that. um I I can sit there and just drink it, but sake, uh, is a very uh, it's very strong uh, alcohol, and uh, it's a it's a rice wine obviously, but it's a, it's a strong it's a strong wine. But I like to have sake. My first sake experience actually was at an abachi restaurant. Oh, um, nice. And yeah, and there was a snowstorm happening outside, so when I walked like after dinner, you know, ha- having the whole body a uh, whole bottle of sake. I walked outside and felt nice. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Um, I didn't care about the snow at all. But um, as far as like, let's say, you take even like cranberry juice, for example, because it looks like cranberry juice, you said. Um, mm-hmm. Even like cranberry juice is a, an acquired taste. So um, even like uh, wine is an acquired taste because not too many people like uh, dry red wine. I, hap- I happen to love dry red wine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I ever drink. I can't drink white wine because it, it's uh, now. I, I obviously uh, uh, red wine and white wine are made from grapes. Obviously, get that part. But for some reason, white always gives me heartburn or indigestion, really bad. Where the red doesn't, so that's why I tend to stay away from the white and I just go with the red. Hmm. But there is there is a wine. It's friggin' now. I don't my wine I drink is very bitter. I don't really like sweet wine. I will occasionally indulge in a sangria, obviously, but there is a wine. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. And it looks and tastes like Welch's grape juice. You can only get it in Pennsylvania. Uh, you could probably get it in California if you if you order it over. It's called um, Guilty. And it's delicious, dude. Like, you could drink a whole bottle and not even taste the alcohol. Like, you'll taste it at the very, very end, but, uh oh yeah, it's a good time.
1: The wine is called Guilty? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, wine, I think, is a little more of an acquired taste because there are so many different flavors of wine But you really got to kind of find one you like, and then you got to hope that every single bottle of it tastes basically the same. But Pretty much. W- but, I mean, I don't know how realistic that is. Like... When I think of a wine that tastes exactly the same, or that I would expect to taste exactly the same as the last batch, it's usually wines that have been mass produced. Like I assume mm. that wines like Ernest and Julio Gallo have been mass produced. I assume that because it seems ubiquitous, or maybe it was just popular. And I have yeah. you know, Gallo wine. Like I had Gallo sangria before, and it's nice over ice. But then there's like real, real sangria, which is you know, well homemade. But I mean like sangrias that are like you know, Gallo's got a Burgundy. They've got a. They've got a. A, i think they've got a blush chablis which might have been the first wine i tasted where i thought oh this is kind of nice because it wasn't too bitter and it wasn't too sour and it wasn't too sweet but then there's wines like moscatos which are pretty sweet and you know there's dessert Ooh. wines digestive that's the after Yeah. that's the after meal there's the aper- mm. aperitif before meal and digestive after meal gotcha yes
0: um there is now, I hope you people out there are listening because mm-hmm. I love you, and I hope um, you're listening
1: and not like craving a beverage and like going off of your you know alcoholics anonymous program out there i, I apologize no, 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 in no. advance but, if you know
0: no're triggering uh, anybody yeah you know. no, hopefully not, but there is something out there that uh I turn everybody on to um, because it it is good now, keep in mind. I used to, uh, indulge in the occasional, uh, vodka. Particularly smearing off, uh, sour apple. Oh. Now, yes. So every once in a while, obviously, because we do these shows on, on my day off, obviously. Um, I would indulge in the occasional vodka. But not like to the point where I'm like, you know, I don't know where I am and how come people don't like me? That's no, nothing like that, I promise you. But, there is, there is a vodka that you could drink, because uh, I certainly did, there, uh, years ago, that tastes like uh, iced tea. And it looks like it's brown. It's the only vodka that is brown. You put it in the fridge to get it cold. Now, you can either drink it straight up, or you can drink it with iced tea. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, I used to uh, do half and half, so half iced tea, half lemonade. Mm. Um, and it's called Firefly, and it's delicious. Firefly vodka? Oh the, the name of it's called fi- uh, firefly. Hmm. It's 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 delicious. It's it's like drinking
1: iced tea. That's interesting. So but but you're okay so there's a vodka but you add iced tea and lemonade to it. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: No no no. It's an okay, iced tea flavored so, vodka. It's an ice well it tastes like iced tea. Oh, okay. okay? It, it's brown in nature so you stick it in the fri- uh, refrigerator. You can drink it on its own, right? Okay. Or what i like to do is there is a uh it's called uh there's an Arizona iced tea called uh uh it's a it's a half and half it's made by Arizona you can pick it up in any convenience store it's it's a mixture of Iced tea and lemonade. Oh, okay. That's why they call it half and half. Mm-hmm. So you can actually add that to the mix. Like you could take, you know, pour some of the Firefly in the cup, pour the half and half in the cup, a mm-hmm. little ice, and you're, and you're good to rock and roll.
1: Okay. I think there's a, yeah, there's also people that call the, uh, an Arnold Palmer. Yes. The iced tea and uh, yep. lemonade. Yes. Half and yes. half. Yes. Yes.
0: Yep. Yep. Now, there's a guy I work with, uh, my partner, when I, uh, when I told him about it, um, because he likes to have the occasional drink on his day off, mm. I told him about Firefly, and he's like, oh, my God, this is so good. It's like the best I've ever had in my whole life. Love you. Bye. Right, I'm right. like, you're welcome, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, definitely uh, if you get a chance to uh, uh, get a bottle of Firefly, it's a little pricey, but it's it's definitely worth it. So. I think tonight we've covered uh, all things Halloween, kind of, uh-huh. and of course uh, uh, alcohol, which is a weird thing since we never talked about it. But never, you know what? It, it, it's it's um it was definitely an interesting conversation because again, you can enjoy things responsibly and still be productive members of society. So even if you have the the occasional Oh my God, I'm I'm so drunk. I'll never do this again. I hate myself. And then you put yourself together again tomorrow and become a productive member of society. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if it's something that you know it incurs every single day and you have to have that, then you definitely have a problem. And I I'm not mocking you or uh, judging you, but you should definitely uh, seek some help because. Alcohol, again, is one of those things where you can enjoy it responsibly but still be uh, a productive member of society. Now, with that being said, again, I am uh, 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 extending the invite for this Halloween episode this year, uh, this year of course, obviously. Mm. Um, I will uh, look on the Anti-Social Show Facebook page, look on uh, Zombie Bacterium on Twitter to find out the location. And, of course, when we get closer to this Halloween date... Um, we'll let you know because we never really have the Halloween episode on Halloween. We normally do it a couple of days prior or, you know, a few weeks prior, however it happens. But we will definitely let you know uh, when that's going uh, going to take place because I would love, Tyson and I would love to have you on because it's about time that we hear from you guys. Like, we want to know, like, you know, what you enjoy about the show, what we could do to make it better or uh, just, you know, just hear your voices overall. And uh, like I said, if there's going to be two of you, th- well, we can accommodate three. If there's going to be three of you, that's fine. Just let us know. Um, and we will definitely let you know when uh, this will take place. So p- please join us because, again, we love Halloween on this show. We've, uh, you know, we always have done the uh, Combat Radio charity event, the Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in a recent conversation with Ethan Dentonmeyer, we don't have any confirmation on when the. Uh, the, this year's album is going to take place, if it takes place. But right. um, we will also let you know when when and if that will happen. All proceeds, of course, go to charity. It's a good cause. You get a two-disc uh, album, a two-disc set, mm-hmm. and uh, just jam-packed with awesomeness. You can haunt your neighborhood 365 days a year, 24-7. You can have Halloween in August, July, September, whenever you want to have it. So reach out, join us. We would love to have you. And uh, mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that as far as Gump, uh, you know, as far as Gump would say. That's all I have to say so, about
1: that. Yeah, be sure to look out for, uh, you know, go to uh, com and also my YouTube channel to find my gaming videos. I've got a series of Minecraft ASMR videos that have been coming out. Uh, recorded about nine of the suckers so far, so I'm going to be trying to go for a Minecraft Monday every Monday for the next couple of weeks. Theoretically, I've been kind of doing them every other. Mondays, uh, I actually released, uh, a mine, I think the first Minecraft ASMR on the same day as our, the, uh, the when we recorded the, uh, explaining Minecraft. Mm, yes. V- video. So uh, there was, there was twofer on that Monday and that was a couple of weeks ago, but all the content is there plus other gaming content. It's not all Minecraft, but like I'm, I'm starting to play more of it as I came to it quite late in life and, or also in the late life of the game as it were. Uh, cause it was like 10 years. Uh, it had been around for 10 years when I started playing it and I have regular Minecraft videos where I'm just kind of learning to play Minecraft, but, uh, the Minecraft ASMR is literally just, it's, it's, uh, close to two hours per video, uh, or it's certainly over an hour and a half per video. And it is, I'm not talking. I'm just, you're just seeing me playing Minecraft and figuring out what I'm going to do in the environment I've got and, uh, building a structure. I'm building a structure next to a pyramid that's uh, that I found. So that's fun. And the area is uh, overrun by zombies and monsters and skeletons and spiders every night. And there's an Enderman that keeps showing up and moving blocks around. So that's fun. Guess, Hunter?
0: And now that uh, anti-social show has theoretically hit 100 episodes, theoretically. Um, we have- And we are and we are moving into our fifth year this october uh-huh. um i honestly didn't know uh how this would have you know how this would go over the past almost 5 years now so with that being said it looked like it looks like we're going to be here to stay unless one of us dies hopefully not god forbid or i lose my voice however it happens but uh uh, look out for the Anti Social Show website that I
1: I will be building in the uh, very 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 near near future. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, also go to YouTube and check out the Anti Social Show video experience. That is, uh, I have a playlist of. There's uh, seven episodes, I believe. It's, uh, yes, 70, I through think so, yeah. seventy through seventy-six. But um, yeah, as we are currently recording, what is essentially episode ninety-seven. Uh, there's quite a few that are still. Um, in the can. And I will say right now that I think I'm putting too much work into the video version. I think I could probably get them out quicker if I didn't try to do as much as I did, if they were just edited and and released, uh, with the, the minimum, you know, captioning or whatever. So I'm going to try that and try to get stuff out. I'm also, I've been recording, uh, the screen during our, my, uh, Tumblr sessions. Uh, those of you may or may not, uh, those of you may or may not know that doesn't make any sense. Some of you know, some of you don't know that there is a podcast on the, on Kevin Smith's, um, Smodcast Internet Radio or Smodco Internet Radio. And it's, uh, called Nooner. It's been running for about 10 years. And for at least the past, I'm going to say five years or more, I've been, doing a live Tumblr, so if you listen to the show, I usually put up links for what they're talking about as they're talking about it, so you can go back through and kind of look and see the references to things or the links to things that they are talking about. It's just something I've been doing. Uh, and um, recently I've been doing a screen capture live as I've been doing this, so you can see what it looks like So that when I'm doing it from my perspective. So, like, which... And in the meantime, you get to also listen to the podcast. So it's an interesting way to listen if you've never listened to it before. Um, so that's, uh, that's also on my, uh, YouTube channel, along with all the content and all the stuff that directs you to our show together and any other things that we've been doing that we have links to or for.
0: Well, before we, uh, and I can tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is definitely worthwhile. I definitely, uh, keep an eye out for Tyson when he's doing that. Uh, For the Nooner, because I I love the Nooner myself. You're welcome. Sometimes I jump in there, comment on stuff and things like that. Uh Try to get the uh, conversation going. I want to, uh, before we we duck out, I just want to congratulate uh, Kevin Smith on uh, what is a very awesome uh, comeback of uh, of Masters of the Universe. I got to meet him for the second time at the uh, stash for the celebration, and it was just He definitely makes you feel like you're like one of the most important people he's ever met in in his life, and it uh, and that's each and every person he he comes in contact with. So, Mm -hmm. again, Kevin Smith, I I I know you're probably not going to listen to this, but again, congratulations on the uh, on the Masters of the Universe Revelations. I can't wait for part two to come out, and in the meantime, I'm collecting, I'm rebuilding my Masters of the Universe collection, and uh, from when I lost it, obviously as a kid, Mm -hmm. which we all do, but. It's been uh, it's been exciting to to recollect the stuff. I mean, when I picked up cast, my second Castle Grey Skull in my life, uh, the only thing that was lacking was Scatman Crothers standing there saying, "Here's your tin can, uh, kick it around and uh, be a kid again." So, um, go enjoy Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. You know how to reach us, and that's
1: all I got. Okay, and to tag up on your Kevin Smith thing, uh, I would like to point out that in Episode 76, which just recently got published as a video version, we actually recorded Episode 76 back in May of uh, 2019. So, uh, at the time... Clerks Three had been kind of announced or bounced around, and yes, uh I yes. expressed a great deal of doubt that it would happen, and also just mostly that whether it did happen or not, I wasn't going to get excited for it because uh there have been many things that have been announced over the years that never got made, so there was no point in getting excited, and I would be get excited when something happens well, currently, at this moment in time uh Clerks Three is either mid production or is wrapped. I don't know, but it started uh it started production. I'm going to say a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks to less than a month ago, maybe longer. It's, well, a- anyway, it's been filming, and and uh, and so it's 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 actually happening now. Yes. So I will.
0: Be- I was actually mm-hmm. uh, when I was looking at the video, and knowing the fact that Kevin has been in Jersey for the past month, uh, uh, at the actual uh, RST video, and of course. Well, it's not RS to video anymore But uh, Mm -hmm. actually at the quick stop And filming this stuff And he's taking pictures of himself Walking through highlands and stuff like that His old neighborhood Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, it was it was actually pretty funny when we had that conversation because at that point in time, Clerks Three was not going to be a thing, and now it most certainly is going to be a thing. So, uh, that is something to look out for.
1: Well, you were definitely under the impression it wasn't going to happen due to uh, uh, certain characters, oh, well, not characters, actual actors' deaths and whatnot, you know. But there's you know there's yeah. ways around that. I mean, he introduced a bunch of new characters in the second movie, so he and he, he you know. He can can write a story, so he can do, he can write his way out of, you know, real-world events intervening if he needs to. He's uh, good at that. That's true. Well, that's about all the time we have. Thank you for listening. I'm Tyson Seiner for Antisocial Show. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace.
0: Have a good time, folks.